Yeah, welcome everybody. Welcome back to episode three of Beyond the Bleachers podcast. Thank you so much for everyone who's uh, following and uh, keeping up. Um, we'd love the support, even though we're off to a little bit of a teeter. But we, you know, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get to the. Uh, we're gonna get to the Rock Nation brunch soon enough. And join with me, of course, is the most incredible host in the world, Moses Waldo, all the way from Calgary. Moses, how are you doing, man? I'm feeling good. Yeah, feeling great. Yeah, it's uh, it's almost like a, the uh, after Jordan came back from retirement. Oh yeah, boy, first time. Just nice. you know, after that uh, sluggish start coming in. Yeah, first yeah of course. Season, of course. So you busted. you got you got 45 on your back right now. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Actually, you know what? Actually, you know what? That'd be a nice uh, uniform to get. Yeah. You know, oh, get, for sure. Yeah, four or five. For sure. Like. The game he dropped, the double nickel against the New York Knicks in his fifth game back. Yeah. Like, it was insane. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, and, and you know, after people are like, mm, he's not looking that great. And I'm like, yeah. all right, well, whatever. Yeah. That's a good no. item to me. And the fact that, you know, man, the New York Knicks get screwed every single time. <laughs> every <laughs> Every time the guy's time. around. I think that was the most painful thing for them, uh, if you were a New York Knicks actually watching this show. Because you're just thinking – all right, so like yes, of course we're showing all the times that we we stressed him out, but now they're showing the fact that not only had he been trained and retrained into another complete sport, you know, like he hadn't been running as much, he hadn't been jumping as much, he hadn't been shooting hoops. This man, well, he also had a baseball body, right? He had a baseball body, completely yeah. different. Yeah, the body structure and exactly. in terms of the workouts were exactly. completely different exactly. than basketball. He had to get his shoulders That's something back to up, consider. his back, his chest because of his shooting. And Patrick Ewan couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> that's, that's the, I think that's the part that I think is going to kill a lot of them. They're thinking, their man, Patrick Ewan, Patrick, you know, Patrick is even saying, you know, he's like, I thought I had a really good game. But, no but one, nobody remembers. No one remembers, and and and, I, and it must hurt. Oh, and then and then it also, and I think the best part about that is that it added context to that the the um I think the level of that game because everyone kind of remembers the the way Pippin and um and what's his name? Oh my gosh, his name just escaped. Horace Grant. No. With the way the exchange between the bench uh, uh, at Madison Square Garden. Oh, you're, yeah. you know, you're talking about Spike. Spike Lee. Spike Lee goes back and forth with Pippen, and the, the, and, and it's fire. It's electric. These guys want to tear each other's throats up. I think the level of competition, you know, impeccable between those two cities. I I really kind of miss that. I don't think we're ever gonna get uh, that again, or not for a long time. From either of those two cities, man. People used to square up and fight back people in the day. People used to square <laughs> up, man. If you now, had a problem, you know, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Now, you know, like I follow the same rules Luka Doncic, or at least I agree with what he says that the NBA game is much easier than the European game because it's not as physical. This guy's wow. wow. Like yeah, Luka Doncic, like oh, scoring is easy here. Do you and know I'm what? Like, do you know right. what? Do you know who? Do you know who would have a problem with that? His new boss, Michael Jordan. I'm telling you right now, Michael would not like that. Because if you're telling me, like, like he's going to let Lucas say that after he he almost just tried to destroy Kukoc's, you know, even okay. love of the game. They tried to ruin... Like, <laughs> well, that was because Jerry Krause. Like, no, that's, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. that, but, you know, they wanted, they wanted revenge for Jerry Krause and anything and anything. Like everything he touched, of course, right? Of like that course. was that was the thing. Of course. So Kuko, but the at the no, expense of at yeah. the expense of Kukoc's potential career. That's the problem. It's like his goal wasn't to hurt Kukoc, but to hurt Kraus. But he didn't care that he's like, I want to make this kid feel like he can't even play in your in in the NBA. Yeah. And well, I the difference between like, well, I think Luca would uh, MJ would agree with Luca. Yeah, because, probably. Like my era was different. You got yeah. hacked. Like you go down the lane, chances yeah. are you're you're, you're going to get your ass hitting the oh, floor yeah. pretty hard. Like for sure, they did not care. It was a physical game. Now Very it's what physical. flagrant, maybe flagrant too, depending on oh, the severity. Yeah. And, oh yeah. You know, I think you know when you look at the NBA now compared to what it was, say you know, 15, 20 years ago, uh, even never mind just in the nineties in general. 
Um, yeah, the game is a little softer than it was. It's a lot less physical. And I, the most memorable moments to me were the games like that. I remember yeah. when my, like, was it the Knicks and Heat yeah. and that brawl. And you had Jeff Van Gundy like getting dragged as his yeah. player wow. by the leg, Dude, right? Just, yeah. Like now, I'd mind you, you don't want to get to that extent. I, I understand. I do get it, yeah, Van Gundy on the but like, yeah, well, that, that to me is iconic. When I think of Van Gundy, not necessarily his accomplishments, but that moment in particular, where he's really trying to hold somebody's dear life, trying to grab their leg in a fight, is so funny. Um, but I think, yeah, the game has changed, and like you, you look at it and you go back. It's nice to reminisce. Yeah, and I know I showed you this, and I'll have to get it back. But I was talking about Shaquille O'Neal and just talking about the impact of michael jordan in in that era so now younger kids are watching this they're not just getting these clips or anecdotes or anything like that they're finding that are very short and sweet this documentary is you know tabling how much of a badass michael jordan is of course yes, he wasn't yeah. asked to his you know his teammates at certain times yeah but i think a great quote was said i never and he said and i believe it was in episode seven i never um, ask my teammates to do something that I wouldn't do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So like that, that's what I, that's what I, that's what I took out of it mm-hmm. was, you know, yeah, he, he seemed like to some of his players like a tyrant and yeah. they were afraid of him. Yes. But it wasn't like, you know, do as I say, not as I do. I, you yeah. knew at the end of the day that he was going to have your back. He just wanted to make sure that you would have his. Yeah, and no, of course. And saw that with his interaction, even with the rookie in his final season there. And was it Scott Burrell? Yeah. And, you know, he's like, I wanted to keep – he liked him. Scott Burrell. Oh, yeah, he, he thought oh, – he, It seems like they have a very good relationship. Yeah. And he knew. He's like, he's just such a nice guy. He's such a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. But Michael Jordan knew, like, he keep poking and prodding, and the guy had fun with it. And I think you saw Scott's like, all right, whatever. But mm-hmm. he even said himself it that you, he had to elevate himself oh, in, that, yeah. in that sense that For he sure. had to give. Yeah, he's like, yeah, this, when you're getting challenged, you got to live up to the challenge. Yeah. Like, this is what the sport is. Of course. So, and he turned out to have a really good playoff performance in that uh, in that uh, run, in that final run for the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. So, might say that it did turn out because Michael Jordan's trying to ready everybody, even mm-hmm. when he came back the second time around. Yeah. Uh, where he was like, I didn't know Luke Longley or Steve Kerr. No. And I'm like, you know, they they know of the past, but yeah, but you know, they, they, they had just started. started. They had just started. They didn't know the system. They didn't know the Bulls when when it was the cocaine bulls. <laughs> they didn't know that. They that was, they, yeah, that Jordan, was Jordan, yeah, knew those Jordan bulls. had to clean that up. He knew those bulls. So yeah, he had to clean that up. So he had like a you know nine year rep from taking him from a laughing stock to yeah. you know a three time world champion. World champion. So I, there's there's that big that big difference. And you know it was really interesting to kind of go back into like what happened and what transpired. Yeah. Um, so I'll start with I'll ask you this question. Yeah. How would you? What are the, some of the biggest takeaways that you you saw out of episode seven and eight? Yeah. No. So I definitely the first one was that in in uh, Michael Jordan being a tough guy, right? Um, I do think, if anything, this is a blueprint. This is, this he, this guy gave people gems. To, like, today, I think we've just received gems. And anyone who says any different is, is, is lying to themselves. Because, you know, for, for as much as, you know, all these, and I, and, and a lot of it was just to confirm the outside noise that always had something negative to say about Jordan, where one of it being, you know, albeit myself included, that he's not a nice guy, right? And I and I and I got that. I got the satisfaction of saying I knew it. He's not a nice guy, but I do take into consideration the fact that you can't be a nice guy and win six championships at at anything. I don't think you can be. I don't think you can be at that level because the the fact that the fact of the matter is he's not playing an individual sport. Michael Jordan realizes he's the best in the league, but he knows he has to take the whole squad with him. Otherwise, they can't win. He can't win, right? So that's why he has to be that guy, right? So that's that's exactly what I understood from it. Is the, he had to be that guy. He said, "If I don't do it, how are we gonna win?" And and I agree, I completely agree. 
and and I think it goes to show that even in today's league, I think comparison comparison wise, what are teams doing now to get to that level? Are they even close? You know, when I think of Carl Anthony Towns and all these guys playing, you know, these freaking uh, online games. Oh, I hear now I seem like I don't even know what the hell's going no, on. Fortnite and stuff. Fortnite, like that. man. Like, what is this? Come on. What are you doing? What are you doing? Michael Jordan put more effort into playing a, a different sport that he hadn't played since he was 17. When he, when he entered the MLB, he put in more effort, I feel like, than so many people in the NBA today do. And they said he could have actually made the NBA. I mean, think about it. He could that. have made the major leagues. Yeah, he was in double-A ball if he stuck with it. And the fact that he didn't play what he played was when he was a teenager. And then, 17. you know, obviously basketball took over. And of it wasn't course. until he was 31 when he started playing ball again. So Incredible. And he had that 13-game uh, hitting streak to start off in the in double-A. But the thing is, what's great about Michael Jordan is that he is a he is still like, yes, he is hard. Yeah. But it's not – and the reason why is because, you know, you need that to, to, to win. Yeah. doesn't mean you're an asshole in everything. No. And I, don't, I think that's one thing you got to take about Michael Jordan. Like Michael Jordan cared about his teammates. Yeah. He cared about him so much that he's like, I don't want to just win. I want to win with you, but you yes. got to be at this level. You have to be there with me. Yeah, because I can't do this on my own. Yeah. He's tried it before, failed a number of times, of course. and then realized I got to play with the team. So I need you guys when I need you. Like he got Paxson um, winning that game, game-winning shot against the Phoenix Suns, right? Leaning on a guy like that to make a clutch shot. You'll hear later on with in episodes 9 and 10 that will air – next week yeah that you know he had a guy like steve kerr yeah steve kerr you know and then come he, up big at yeah one point. and i think there's a certain moment where you're like yes he was um you know he he had this standard and some people couldn't you know really live, live up take the heat yeah they yeah. couldn't yeah exactly they really couldn't take the heat yeah. but you but he you earned his respect if you worked yeah. that's all he asked oh, for sure right he says if you worked like dennis Rodman didn't score much no and he didn't need like, to. The guy had like games where he had no points, but had like 20 rebounds, but he knew the hustle and the type of basketball knowledge the, and the type of player that he can, yeah, the things that he could provide, right? And the, do your, yeah, and then do he, your and then job. When bounces like that. And then when it's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's truly genius. I think that's one of the things that's very underrated about yeah. Dennis. Oh, for sure. All you see is the tattoos, the nose rings, yeah, and the hair. Yeah, you don't know hair. this guy's and a mad and the scientist. Dress wearing and the, and the nail polish, but then you you take away everything from that, like take all that away and just yeah. focus on pure basketball. Yeah, Michael Jordan's like this guy can play. This is a guy that can help us win. Mm-hmm. We had a deficiency. This guy improves us. And then you look yeah. at some of the other guys that they brought in the team. The you know I thought the game when he did return uh, in '95. The two things that, in terms of the utmost respect, you know, we, we talk about him that he wasn't necessarily well liked at times, or can be, a, you know, as you know, as you know, viewed as a tyrant. What you cannot knock the fact that he was a good teammate. Somebody off the floor, like away from the basketball gym and practice or anything, great guy to be around. Yeah. Right, like I, 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 there's on the golf field. Say that. On the golf course. On sorry. the court. On yeah. the court, he demanded a certain level from you. Yeah. So you had to understand that it was business. Yes. You can't fault the guy for that. No. He won six championships and understood what it took to get to that level yes. after so many defeats that he had under the hands of the Detroit Pistons yes. early on in his career, and understood those values and understood everything else that came with it you have to that, be strong you no know, winning isn't easy nope. you're having a target on your back after you win and that you continue to improve and then if you're not going to get at that level because you know you're going to have you know 29 other teams or 20 some other teams back then um coming at you you know that's one of the things that you have to understand because yeah. if you don't maintain that high level it's like sharks that you know the, the, the blood and water Type yes. of scenario. Oh, for right? sure. They, they, they can they sense it. They, 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 yeah, they, they, they are ready to go. They can so smell if the you fear. Don't, if you don't stomp them down, if you yeah. don't stomp your opponent down, then you know you're going to be in big trouble. You're eventually going to be taken taken sure. off. Oh right? no, that makes. So I think that's sense. one of the things you got to like. But what you can't say is that he wasn't a good teammate in no. his time when he was with the uh, Barons, the the Double A affiliate for the Chicago White Sox. He just wanted to be one of the guys. People loved his hustle. He never thought he was better than, you know, he was a guy who worked. And that's one of the things that you have to admire and have to respect no matter what, 
that he worked and he was right for saying, you know what, sometimes if you can't, uh, you know, if you, you have to get on my level or get to a certain level in order to become a champion. Yeah. Never, never, never wanted to just do it on its own. He no. said, I wanted to take my teammates with me. I wanted them to enjoy their success. Yes. And that's where he, and the, and the respect factor, you even saw that when uh, the story about him and Steve Kerr and how they got into a fight. Yeah. And, Michael Jordan felt really bad because he had like other things that were going on. Yeah. And he punched him and, you know, you could tell like, he's like, you can't do that. Like, and he, he felt guilty. And I think there was an emotional side to Michael Jordan that we didn't really see in the previous episodes that was really magnified in both seven and eight. For sure. His father, right? It's the thing is it's everything around this is tied to his relationship with the father. And granted this man, had an incredible impact. James uh, Jordan had an incredible impact on uh, Michael Jordan's life. Um, I think it's so profound. We don't even, you know, I don't think anyone took into consideration how profound it was up until, you know, maybe even this documentary. Because clearly the press were very inept at that point and, and just really vindictive. You know, to, to oh, really yeah. go like, at people him who are going to hate Jordan, we're going to hate Jordan. Yeah. And the fact, like, yeah, like, how can you say that in a situation like that? No evidence whatsoever. No, they're just commentary. Yeah, there's no, there, there's no shred, not no, even one iota of something that yeah. was uh, was an issue uh, of of correlation there. And they, I was going to say that because I know my audio just cut out here real oh. quick. I'll start it up again as it's recording. Okay. See, one of the things that really bugged me about this this whole thing, and you're exactly right, Tendo, was um, the 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 I wouldn't say lack of awareness, but the the issue with the media around that time. He obviously revered his father. His father was a staple with him yeah. in his life. And the fact that you had people that would correlate something that had no shred of evidence to mm-hmm. in commentary mm-hmm. that his, you know, you know, his penchant for, you know, gambling yes. was perhaps a result of his father getting gunned down. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and even when they came in, even I think it was the police that were saying like, no, this could have happened to anybody. It was no. a gruesome murder. Yeah. It was wrong, you know, and, and, they, and they kept saying that. But what, yeah, it just kind of puzzled me, and and I think you you did mention that people are going to say this stuff anyways. Yeah, know? and Michael Jordan said that there are people who are going to who just hate him. That they'll will just hate. They'll hate. They'll find of, any reason, yeah, to take exactly, down. exactly. And I think that's where you. I was kind of sick to my stomach when you hear that, oh, just because sure. of how much he revered his father. Yes. So you know, it was great storytelling in that sense, where it 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 really grasps on the emotional level. Like we were at, we had certain moments in this documentary that did that, how this provided that was truly remarkable and truly awesome. So I thought they did a fantastic, it's all of it's fantastic, but just to get to the emotional level, the rawness of Michael Jordan yeah. talking about, you know, how much he cared about his teammates. There was the part where he was kind of, he was breaking up, like I think the end of episode seven where he was choking up oh, and yeah, he, when you he need a break yeah. just because of how much passion he had for the game. The and love I, for, and he wanted to share that with his teammates and get them, you know, on his back and let's let's do yeah. this. Yeah, and I think you know, I think the the part that really I I uh, stuck that stuck with me on it, right? Or maybe the what I'm thinking of, like in that is, of course, I hear you see, like it's passionate, it's very impassioned. Like he's he's leaving uh, that that you know interview clearly with mixed emotions. I feel like the strong point on that was less about. Um, it uh, it was less about people calling him um a bad. Oh, okay, actually, you know what? I think the best way to explain it is that I think Jordan in that moment felt though because he had to do the tough thing to get to where they are now. You know, he got them the championships, and the team thank him for it. And I'm pretty sure maybe he's heard that they've. Th- thanked him for it i don't think anyone really in the core group has any ill will towards the fact that they received nba championships as you know as being a part of michael jordan's system everyone at least who's being interviewed feels very strongly towards him right like they they're mostly 
for the most part favorable. But I think the 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 pain comes from the wider public, right? Is the fact that despite the fact that he and his teammates maybe felt like they were doing what they needed to do and he was a bad guy, it's a lot of pressure and I think that was a breakdown of all that pressure that he's had because he's been seen through his career as not the nicest guy. Like murmurs after murmurs of being not the nice guy. And then he him saying, look, look at the labor of like, what look at what me being who I am or who I was yields, right? And I think that was just a breaking point for him. You know, that's what it looked like to me at least. It was interesting to know, like when you hear the backstory that Michael Jordan kind of made up his mind. Like yeah. In and around Barcelona during the Olympic Games. Already. That he's like, you know what? I'll go for a three-peat because, you know, bird and magic into it. It's solidifying my legendary status. But what else do I have to gain? Nonchalantly, and, too. And he wanted another challenge. And, of course, his dad wanted him to play baseball. Yeah. So he wanted to go there. So it was really remarkable that this was something that was, you know, well in advance in the making. Like, yeah. I don't know if it was the year, but certainly it's kind of crossed his mind, you know, after he won two championships and, you know, going for a gold medal at the time. That you know what? What else do I have to achieve, in in terms of the basketball standpoint? And, and of course, he was an, he lo- he's an avid baseball fan. Yeah, right? yeah. So he loved the game. Yeah, you know, you, you might argue just as much as basketball. Yes. So for him to be like, so. you know, why to be great? And what a way to kind of honor his father. He did what he had to in his first three championships. Got to share that moment with his dad and his family. Yeah. And now you know what? Maybe I'll go for this baseball thing and see what happens there. And see if this works out. Uh, and I mean, I think it would be great. and I mean, listen, it was a great story, is what I meant. Yeah, no, of course, great. Oh, great storytelling. Like, I think that would have been a great thing to say. You know what? I'm going to go do this and try to be successful in baseball. Yeah, and he, he, it looked like he could have had an opportunity to play in the majors. He could. If it wasn't for that strike. If it weren't for that strike, and maybe it's a better thing for it. I think the world ended up better because of it. Because had that strike not happened, effectively, Michael Jordan may have continued to play baseball and he may have seen an okay pretty decent career in baseball the rest of his life but basketball and the nba as a result wouldn't be the the nba we know today i i can i can definitively say it would have been such a lapse those the last you know the remainder of the 90s if michael jordan weren't there and i mean of course akim olajuwon cool 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 whatever we're yeah houston that's cool Maybe the Knicks win one or two. Oh, the Knicks fans would have been cheering. They they would have had a parade knowing yeah. that he was gone. I think like they, they would have celebrated. I think subconsciously they do believe at least once or twice that, that those were championships that were destined for them had Jordan not unretired. They reached the final in 94, and the year he was gone, the, the shortened lockout season, 99, yeah. Yeah. they went to the finals as well. Exactly. So it's not on him. This is because their fault – their, their, their shortcomings as an organization because they're just a bad organization is what we're saying. Well, now, yeah, <laughs> like I, I, I've had my fair I'm, share of uh, discussions kidding, regarding, uh, regarding Dolan because he also owns the New York Rangers, right? Okay. So, yeah, but I think, um, you know, kind of going back to that story, like how much the NBA landscape would have been different. I don't think we would have ever knocked Michael Jordan. I, I would have, you would have, if Michael Jordan did retire for good that yeah. first time around 93, a lot of his legendary uh, commentary, like everything that's uh, kind of like alongside um, the man would be along the lines. Imagine, it wouldn't imagine exist. If he retire. It's like, no, no, no. But it'd be like, imagine if he didn't retire, couldn't he have won like eight in a row? Cause he was so dominant. Yeah. You know, and like, I still think he would have been considered one of the best. I, uh, you know, and certainly like the top three, but I don't know if he'd be, the goat of all goats, right? I think that's where he is. But when he came back, that kind of just changed things a little bit. Who knows? Maybe if he did have success in baseball, he won a World Series title. You know, he'd be the first ever guy to do so, I believe. So that's, mm-hmm. I think, a, a remarkable stretch that you had a guy who played two different sports yeah. and so, won titles in both. So do you think? Do you think his the the majority of his his weight comes because he? Oh. Three came beats. back like in six spite and of six and all NBA Finals. Yeah. All six he was the MVP. Yes. Um, all six times he led the league in scoring. Yeah. And you have to remember that he led the league in scoring. Yeah. And 
when when you you kind of you kind of put that alongside all the other you know multiple winners of hey they they won an NBA title plus the scoring title it's only happened i think four other times yeah. five other times yeah before um and yeah, the, and Michael Jordan did it six times. Yeah. So put that like, six times alone. Alone, yeah, on his own. Yeah. So yeah. six of the eleven times it's happened yeah. in NBA history. Because it was told, uh, it was Jordan, told yeah. the scoring some the person who wins the scoring title never wins the No. Um, and that was the knock on Jordan early on. And but yeah. yet he defied all odds and he continued to do that in his first three peat and his second three peat. Yeah. I think yeah, I, I really do think that him coming back really solidified his his goat status of all goats. I yeah. still that as as crazy as LeBron uh has been, um, <laughs> continues to be. Like honestly, I think he's gonna reach another finals, maybe two, uh, depending on what happens this season and the next. But you would but, but you see when you I, LeBron, not, you never could bet. You could never you can't bet on LeBron anymore. You can bet no. on him making the finals. You'll always make that bet. Yeah, but yeah, also like he, you know But will he, he win the teams? Yeah, well you know, <laughs> arguably, like you know, everybody needs. No, arguably, everybody needs teammates. Like I know no, people are saying, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He took a, like a joke team in the the Cavs to the final. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, it was that, a very, it was a very, very, you know, a light, like, well, a know, light Eastern conference, conference, Moses. Yeah, yes, and, it was a very yeah, light like, Eastern conference. I know he took a bunch of no names, and then the times he actually did win one in Cleveland. Yes, or the time the two that he had in Miami. Yeah, you know, he, you know, he had really strong teammates guys who came in the clutch right very he true. had ray allen to help very him out very true very true but now final. now he has he to also now had he Kyrie has to, irving but now he has to play against portland okc houston yeah in the west it's going to be a little bit tougher a little bit the guys well, right next door the guys he actually <laughs> shares the stadium with are his biggest i don't think he realized like that's the thing you know i don't want to get too much into it but lebron has kind of put himself in the best position he could possibly put himself in with the best team, but he's also put himself in the most difficult conference with the most difficult neighbor. Like it's, it's, you know, it's, and I mean, not to say that that's not something he can, he can't overcome, but you know what I mean? It's like rivers find the easiest way. (laughs) It's like water flows through the easiest path. And my boy, this guy, <laughs> this guy is like, I'm taking, um, no, nah, I'm, uh, I'm going upstream. I'm going up the mountain. This is how Yeah, but do it. yeah, it doesn't help when you have a guy like Anthony Davis on your team. No, I'm just oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that, that doesn't true. hurt when you have, uh, you know, I think a future MVP Hall of Famer down the road type know. of player on your team as well. But hey, yeah. no knock on, uh, no, no knock on LeBron. I'm just saying it's, I think it's a little bit different. I know both guys had players, but it's, I think just Michael Jordan. His level, yeah. So he was on another level yeah. altogether. And yeah. I think, you know, and that's it's not a knock on anybody else. It just talks about the greatness of Michael Jordan. I do want to get to that. And speaking of which, how relentless he was. You know, we didn't – never mind, like, of him um, continuing to improve, um, you know, when it would, he came to that, you know, retirement, coming back into the NBA and, you know, shooting Space Jam. Yeah. While you know, playing like three-hour game pickup games with like some of the best and brightest of the NBA at the time so during his like breaks, so you know, sick. yeah, it was absolutely insane. Like you, his his timetable. Just hold on, just a, just a, I just wanted to ask: Do you think that inspired that? Do you think pe- players were doing that before, or do you think that inspired the whole LA uh, like hoop link up thing? Because I feel like you know, like NBA players have been doing this for a while now. Like they go to LA for the summer. Then they link up, they shoot some hoops, and it's always it always gets filmed here or there. But I feel like there was that because that's that's the knock on our generation whenever the old heads talk about how the camaraderie is and yeah. people are too lovey dovey off season, right? Even when they shouldn't be. Right? We can magic talks about that all the time. But I feel like after Michael's like bringing this in, because you know Space Jam's kind of towards the end. My guy's kind of getting tired. You know he's like, eh, eh. I'm with the boys. I'm with the homies now. You know what I mean? But also, it was actually more so like he said a scouting report. So I don't know. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. That's all it was. He's yeah. like, I need to get into game shape. I needed to to you know he's see those young guys like young Jawan Howard in there. Ricky and he's like, all right, Miller. how am I going to compete with these cats? Right? How am I going to beat Reggie Miller? 
Exactly. So he was yeah. in that gym, not just doing, you know, just playing a pickup game so he can have some fun. No, yeah. he was not just only to get into shape, yeah. but to scout those players. I think that's the difference. I don't know when they're, and again, I don't know what, you know, some of the guys do, you know, when you look at the modern day, you know, pickup games, yeah. these guys are friends, uh, they'll have some fun. Hey, they're, they're all competitors. I don't think they you are. can away from him but i think to the level that michael jordan took it like he you know not only was like hey you know it's great to have you guys here uh but i'm using this you know for my advantage it's oh, something sure. bloodlust right sure. like ready to take everybody down and i think yeah. that was one of the biggest things i i didn't want to talk about his relentless um drive yeah and one of the things and one of the things i kind of circle through this was who the heck is lebrandon smith <laughs> and the story about that, I actually did a Google we'll Trends a, search. We'll yeah, I did a Google a, tr- a uh, search. Yeah, like I was just showing you like the interest over time, which was uh, little to nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, and all of a sudden it just skyrockets when it comes to the the interest. So it's funny to when you look at that and you know look at the, obviously the United States is is the biggest one. Um, you know, research is in Australia. You know, some parts of Europe. Yeah. Well, Canada. I'm sure as it as it starts to as it starts to make waves across the the world because the episode has kind of just peaked. But yeah, we'll see. We'll start. We'll probably start to see even more and more. Um, you know, articles pop up. We're gonna see a few. Where are they nows? You know, the the the, the various victims of My- Michael Jordan's. I don't know, like psycho rage sort of dungeon. <laughs> it's like he's playing four oh, D chess. <laughs> you don't even know you're you're playing against him, and then he's like, hmm, "Nice move," but I go, and you're like, "What? <laughs> what do you mean, nice move?" But I do see, one better, checkmate. See, that's what I get. That was just truly, or okay, that's one thing that kind of just. I was like, "Are you serious?" Remarkable. Like, what part of this, like, do you not understand? Yeah, and. Like, it just kind of fathom to me to hear that he made and concocted that story up. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what he did. He concocted that story up. Like, it, it wasn't real. No. He just said it so he can, you know. He didn't need much. No, he didn't. He didn't need and that's much. And the crazy part. Like, he's just like, yeah, I made it up. Like, this cat got 37 on the game. Yeah. We're going to the back-to-back. And yeah. what are we going to do? Yeah, we're going to take him out. Yeah. And, <laughs> Excuse me? Like, yeah. what's going on here? No, crazy. Crazy. I My favorite one was kind of. Um, you know what it is. It, it when they were going against Charlotte, and you know his former teammate Armstrong, you know makes the deal with the devil, you know to waken the beast. I don't even know why, right? Um, it 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 just goes to show that even even if you have an inside like scoop on it, right, it can only take you so far. Because your inside scoop is that you know he's relentless. <laughs> that's that's the only advantage you have over all the other players. Is that when they're thinking, oh, okay, we've finally worn him down. Like I say, Gary Payton was thinking. Because Gary Payton's never played scrimmage pickup with, with Michael Jordan. But on Armstrong's played scrimmage with Michael Jordan. And Armstrong said, guys, we have him this game, but I'm telling you right now, it's a dogfight. Because he's not going to let this just go. It's not just going to be a walk in the park. You're not just going to drop, you know, 30 points on him and then just walk away. And I mean, Armstrong, you know, credit to him on all those points, knowing all that and still taking the risk. But to scream, to yell like that, that was the mistake. That's when I said, don't do that. Oh, and here's the here's the list. I was talking about the Google trends. When you look at Bradford Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Interest over time. Yeah, skyrocketed for the past uh, couple oh days. And then just look at this. Just this is worldwide. Like almost nothing. Yeah, very little. But MJ put this dude on the map. On the map. Documentary or the resurgence of sorts here, right? He needs to get. But his... Look at that. So in terms of the trends, it's it's picking up steam. Uh, I do want to talk about that. And kind of like that, that. That is even insane. And whenever I hear, you know, guys who have these great games, I always I keep thinking of. Um, you know, uh, Wesley Snipes' character, Sydney from A White Man Can't Jump. Yeah. yeah. I think that, to me, that's the documentary that, or not the documentary, but that's the movie that there's that scene no, where you can he's call it a documentary. Really, yeah. I think it's, it's, a, I think it's, a, I think it's an allegory. <laughs> oh, what, like Magic Johnson and Larry Bird or what? No, come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> come on, Hollywood. 
Hey. Yeah, but yes, continue. Yes. No, I'm just thinking, I keep thinking of the line, you know, uh, that um, Sidney says, you know, sometimes the sun shines on a dog's ass some days. Some, and it did. Know, and it did. On Bradford Smith it's... in that game against Chicago. Dropping 37. <laughs> on a it, dog's what, ass. It happens to the best. Yeah, it happens to the best. Like, yeah. having beat Armstrong talked about that too. Where he just had a, when Someone, he was with Charlotte. Someone, sometimes you just have a very good game. Sometimes yep. you just have, and sometimes that's the best game of your life. But the unfortunate thing is you had your best game of your life against Michael Jordan. Wrong time. John Starks dunked on Michael Jordan. Yeah, no, wrong time, wrong place, wrong, wrong period. Wrong, you know, you shouldn't have done it. You know, maybe, maybe in Europe that would have worked, but you, you did it to the wrong guy. You know? I just love the fact that he just like, like I said before, he just motivated himself, oh, just shit. made something up, and then decided to go. And you know, I, think about this. Oh, this man is an assassin. This is how I was like, this guy's an assassin. So like, the, after the after the, the 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 Charlotte issue, right? Like they they're down, and now he's sitting in the change room, and he's got the he's got the um, uh, I guess the uh, slugger, right? He's he's holding he's holding the baseball bat. Just chilling, listening to some smooth R&B, ladies and gentlemen. Just ask, And they're asking him, are you stressed? Are you concerned at all? Just chewing some gum, lightly, looking at the bat. You know, but really getting a good grip. Really getting a good grip and just swinging it in the air. Just a few times and you can see it in his, in his eyes. He's saying, I'm fine. There's nothing wrong. I'm not concerned about anything. But Moses, you and I both could tell. My man was ready to kill someone. <laughs> yeah, he did. The rest of the series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the that's the if assassin stop, look. Yeah. If we needed to stop any murder hornets that are going on and and taking over, you know what? You just <laughs> MJ there, <laughs> Michael. And I and I kind of you know okay, but here's my other concern with this is I guess like you know they probably were a decent team, Charlotte, back at that time. But doesn't that also go a strike against? the whole notion that this era was better than the newer era. Cause I think, I feel like, could we take that Charlotte team and would they match up to the eighth seed currently today? You know what I mean? And that's a Charlotte team that made the semifinal. I don't know. It depends. Like, you know, when you look at that, that Chicago Bulls team, yeah, I think the only team that's comparable to them, like you might say that was like the, the Warriors. Um, the Warriors, yeah, I think so. And you look at in terms of when it comes to winning percentages, yeah, the Chicago Bulls seventy-two and ten team. It's just by far, even though yeah, they they can... no longer have the regular season record. Yeah, they have when you look at total season, regular season plus playoffs. <laughs> oh wait, a, sorry, but single Moses. year they have the highest win percentage. Seventy-two and ten don't mean nothing if they ain't got no ring. So exactly, it don't matter. That they don't got no record no more. I think <laughs> I think we can all agree that that record still stands. And I and I and I'm. It's oh no, Golden State has their regular season record, but yeah. when it comes to total no winning percentage, no one wants to. Yeah. And when it comes to coming up with that big, you know, diamond ring on, on the finger, season. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, it, it, how can you have two records in one year? Was seventy three and nine, and then lose three one in the final? What? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Guys. No, that's funny. Know. Like, I don't know. Are we just agreeing with each other here? Like, I'm, I'm losing. I'm, I'm lost. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm saying that Bulls team. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, I was agree. like, was oh, okay. was uh, amazing, and I think what they accomplished that season. Yeah. The first, um, after the first retirement of MJ in yes. his first season back, ninety five and ninety six was remarkable because they, they went like what they went. Um, yeah, they went. Was it thirteen? No, was it uh, how many? Because they played only a best of five in the first round, so that's three games yeah. there. Yeah. And they played twelve, so fifteen and three in the postseason. Yeah. So you look at that with their seventy-two and ten record. Like, uh, like, yeah, they were remarkable. That like total win percentage, they yeah. were deserving. And it don't mean a thing if you don't get that ring. And it of course, mean you know, thing. Golden State's not gonna live yeah, it down. Great regular ring. season accomplishment. Incredible. When it comes to, comes to an entire NBA squad, like there's not or you know record books. Like you're like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. But MJ did it, winning a chip. Yeah. So, uh, but I'm but I'm saying if you wanted to compare that modern day era, I kind of got sidetracked. Modern day era, you want you would say, or from the Bulls era to the modern day era, you would say that the the Warriors and their run with KD 
where the where like that team that struck fear in you. You're like, oh, all right, well, who's going to get second place? That's, That's essentially true. who's going to who's going to be the finalist. That's true in, in the season because you know you knew that they were going to win, and yeah. with the Bulls, they just they had that that mystique and that it factor where teams were like, all right. Let's just try not to piss off MJ. Oh, we pissed them off. Well, what yeah, happened? No, do someone? What happened? Just, I accidentally stepped on a sneaker when I was trying to get you know. And I mean, I'm sure get those separation. I'm sure and those nights happened. Motivation to drop sixty on you. Of course, those nights happened. Those nights happened. That you just were in the wrong place at the wrong time, and Michael Jordan, you know, shata, you know, my man was killing it night after night. I mean, and and then to that point. Again, I don't know if, if if this was done through like subconsciously or if this is a this is actually something that Michael Jordan has passed down because Kobe Bryant also had that mystique about it because there are equally as many Kobe stories about him. He modeled his game after, so yes, yes, he modeled his game after him, so yes. So you're like he would say, okay, he said this to me, but he didn't say anything to you. So you drop forty points on him, right? So I I I want to I want to say like, if this is the blueprint, why aren't more players following this? We we're in a different era. Like I think you saw this with the way coaches kind of interact with millennial players. They they it's a different language, so you yeah. have to speak to them differently. Okay, watching this might be an. There's no sub, mind you. Yeah. Yes, you know, the, the attitudes or yes. how you, yeah. you know, some players might need a lot more coddling than yeah. most, but to, to find that, that DNA, that if you wanted to take it down to the, the, to the, the most basic, fine, yeah, yeah. basic point. Yeah, the DNA in a winning is, old championship old team. Is a hunger to win, of course. a desire to the win, a desire to work. Yes, and I know, like we were talking about like certain players, like you talked about with KAT, right? Yeah. Like, you know, he he is earned a reputation where that you know he's just deemed as a guy who's soft. Yes, right. You heard that from you know you heard that from Jimmy Butler. Yeah, and I, you want to talk about a player who's got an old school mentality. And when we were talking about earlier in the show, yes. the first guy that came to mind was Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. And I love the way he played because he does have that old school. Oh, for sure. You know for mentality sure. that you I can't think people guard me. <laughs> that's, oh, that's in practice, the most, that's the, the most Jordan string. thing. No, I've what ever was heard. the most gangster thing was he took the third string or fourth string guys, <laughs> yeah, and beat the first team. They didn't know, that and it's this like was you can't win their... this without me. Like he just, like it was the yeah. most epic thing ever. I, I think they didn't realize that that was going to be their best pickup game <laughs> of their well, careers. Well, Minnesota, you know, Minnesota's best season was when. You know, well, they picked up Jimmy Butler oh, and they yeah, actually made sure. the postseason. For sure. right? Yeah. Even that and you know what? I think low key, the Miami Heat have a good chance to to perhaps make a finals. I think or at they, least contend with Because I, not yeah. just him, but they do have the team that has the same work ethic. Yes. And Eric Spolstra, and they got some guys in that system. Oh, yeah. Uh, kind of going on a bit of a tangent. I think we pretty much wrapped up everything <laughs> there. I know you got a few segments. I did want to mention something that's more soccer related. So yes. if anybody's uh, listening, don't don't turn this off, please, because we're going to be brief. <laughs> But I know there might be some some guys who are like, all right, let's listen to what these guys have to say about MJ in the last yeah, dance. Yeah, and now we're switching yeah. topics. Switching but I do want to get over. to this. Yeah. Their NBA leagues are coming back. Of course, you know, the Korean Slowly. baseball one that uh, that came back. Bundesliga is supposed to start this Saturday. Yes, yes, yes. Sir. Thoughts? Do you think it's a smart move? Like, hey, do, are you kind of still on that side of like, there's a little apprehension considering what's going on with COVID-19? Uh, I, I, I'm thinking like I think you could still take – um, logical steps. Yes. You know, I, I, you know, perhaps even what uh, Sweden was doing with the, you know, trying to get everybody to herd immunity quicker. Yes. You know, I'm not necessarily, you know, an expert in the yeah. scientific process, but no. I think you can use the logical aspect of, you know what, maybe we could find a way to play these games, closed doors and limit the access or find ways to kind of get these players regularly tested. Your thoughts. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Like they, I think, uh, they're going to do the closed doors. For a few leagues, uh, Spain's also gonna. Uh, they're they're starting to ramp up. Uh, the UK has also been uh, speaking with the FA to talk about uh, getting them the, the those boys back and running and the ladies back and running. I do think that the close behind doors thing is gonna have to be a touch and go thing. I think looking at how Korea is doing it, I might show yield quite a few lessons in it because the. The logistical nightmare is um, contact, right? And 
where is everyone? Because you are saying you're either putting everyone in the same location where we we all use the same stadium, and and everyone's movements are still very much under one team's control, right? The, the players are electing, basically, to confine themselves to a hotel room or an academy or, you know, just the, 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 the campgrounds where they're in a controlled situation because I don't think it would work if everyone's driving from their home to said stadium, you know, as if it were a normal day because you don't know who their significant others are coming into contact with. You don't know if someone's coming into the household. You don't know if there is a transference or of some sort through mail or something like that, right? So that's a logistical nightmare, and the players have to decide if they're willing to do it. I think it's easier for something like the UFC is, because they seem to be kind of getting things going. They had that one scare, uh, but because you have like all the fighters on the one in the one place... It's easier to keep track and to make sure that no one is coming into contact. And with a league, who knows, man? You know, and Germany, that's a big league. There's a lot of money, and you don't want to mess it up. You know, I know there's a lot of money on the table for not having it going, but you're losing it if you mess it up. You know what I mean? So I kind of think they got to just take it, take it lightly. And I think everyone needs to start taking a page from everyone else's diary. Someone not someone going first, you know, Korea, thanks for doing it. And hopefully we can figure out how to get it as well. Because we need something to watch. You know? Well we got it's gotta start somewhere. I think that's what I think is everyone like, yeah. like well we gotta take all these precautions. I'm like, yeah. All right. Cool. Totally get it. Understandable. There's only two but episodes sometimes left you're gonna have lost dance. There's sometimes you're gonna have to go from, you know, the theory stage or, you know, the, the pragmatic stage and say, yeah. okay, how are we going to apply these and get things going? Because I think when you have a stalemate, like you are, Hey, we're running out of episodes. We got to think of something else sports wise. And I think this is, uh, uh, you know, the, the next best step. I know there's a couple of new documentaries, 30 for 30, they're going to 30 for thirties that will be coming out. They're coming out. They're like, yeah. So you have one on uh, the McGuire Sosa um, home runs. Ah. Like you remember that, that era 98. So we're kind of we're still sticking in that that team of the or that theme yep. with the uh, yes exactly the the uh, the uh, the uh, steroid era, uh, but we're yeah we'll be talking about the the theme of the late nineties once again yeah oh I can't once that wait. kind of comes out so it should be interesting to see so how both of those guys they really helped baseball out like as much as people are you know saying oh that was a terrible time yeah. but <laughs> it it I'm basically like, kept a, it kept the the league alive. People were Major League Baseball gonna, knew yeah. what they were doing. Yeah. Like Major League oh. Baseball, like did one of these. Like, yeah, <laughs> they said, "Oh man, look at that, huh? What do you mean needles? No, we'll test. Like, well, don't worry, we'll we'll look into it. Just don't ask questions." And those goddamn people was it Usada or someone? These people, everyone does comes out with the it's probably the journalists i think wasn't a journalist who broke this story it was probably a, something yeah because like he yeah. just saw some weird bottle out there it's like oh that's odd <laughs> yeah what is that <laughs> what's that mark and then the mlb was like mm. okay but yeah i i do think that uh espn's got us all on their on their on their uh their frequency right now and i am hoping for a little more um good stuff like that i I also wanted to ask you about the 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 prospect of a Kobe documentary, because it has been spoken about that there is quite a bit of footage from Kobe's career as well. His final season, it's kind of yeah. leading into his final year. Yeah, and it was crazy because he partially edited that as well. Uh, the story goes. Oh really? Um, partially, he was yeah because it was it's in the production phase, and he partially edited certain I don't know was segments. Wow. Or, I don't know if it's going to be broken down into episodes, but he did. Uh, some of the editing as well. So okay. there's going to be that element and that so thing to final touches. Exactly. Well, hey, the dude idolized and modeled his life, never mind his game, to Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan yeah. had things after basketball, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. here's, Business. you know, Kobe doing it. His arena went from, you know, Staples Center yeah. to the, you know, the film side, film and yeah. television, yeah. right? They, they, the Oscar that he won for his documentary um then you for the animated one 
Uh, and, and then you look at his, his career path going that way where he just wanted to dominate in different aspects. Mm-hmm. And Hey, you know what, that just, that, that's a mind of a, of a smart man. Somebody sure. knows that, you know, there's, there's more to life and he wanted to spend time with his kids and, you know, there's no better time. Like I know he, he shared that special bond with Gigi and, you know, just, just, you know, it's just sad for a man to, uh, of that, you know, he had so much more to give. I think he, you know, his basketball accolades, in my opinion, like in terms of like where his trajectory would have, would have gone. Yeah. Would have been, you know, basketball was cool. That's awesome. But I think we would have appreciated him more for his talents away from the court. And I think that's what we're going to miss. I think we just saw snippets of it and that's what we have to hold on to. Yeah. But I think he would have done something that would have been such more, um, uh, such more valuable to people yeah. um, in his second career as opposed to his first one. Yeah. No, which was a remarkable in it, in and of itself. That's so true. That's so, so true. That's how I saw it. I want to, you got to, uh, you got to fill me in and some of this other stuff you were just sending me earlier. What is, oh, what yeah. is this? Oh yeah. So we uh, don't hear it here at the uh, command center beyond the bleachers. We're, Looking to start some segments. So we have our first segment that we're putting on to the new show. So we're going to try it out. And um, this is the segment is called uh, Draft Him or Drop Him. With the first pick in the two yeah. NBA draft day. This is trash. sweet, sweet. Stay in your lane. Starting off with just two. Um, and what it is, it's just we just get anything from newspaper clippings, things that relate to sport, um, videos, clips like that. Moses and I, we go over it and give our opinion. Would is it is it uh, is it good? So would we draft it, or is it bad? Will we drop it? Moses, you ready to go? Yeah, let's try this. Okay, let's, I'll, try I'll, it. I'll see if this uh, <laughs> this will work. All right. So first on the list is let me hit share screen. Did I disable it? No. It says I disabled share screen. How like how did I do that? <laughs> Host disabled attendee. If screen the people share. at Zoom would love to give us a tutorial, please. If the people do. at Zoom would like to give us a tutorial, it says I told, it says the attendee did not like I think it says you turned it off. It says host disabled attendee screen sharing. I don't even know. Oh, the host. Oh, that was me. Did I disable it? I don't know how yeah. that happened. Yeah. Oh, I think it's because you closed it on it. So everyone, this is day one. <laughs> oh, what did I do? Draft it or drop it. Episode one. Clip one. <laughs> do, you got, do you think it's working now? You sure? You know? There we go. Ah, there we go. Okay. I was looking at different uh, items. Yeah, so... You know, we're doing this on the fly. This is what happens. <laughs> this is how, this is what COVID-19 does to a lot of oh, people, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. like, how do you work this? What, what's going on? Oh, yeah. No, uh, for sure. Guys, don't worry about it. We know exactly what we're doing. Everyone here is a professional. You know, we've been doing this for a while. Uh, yeah. I don't know. No, later. Oh, man. Okay, won't be able to do it until later. You know what? I'll add it in post. So the first one, we'll just assume that the first... I'm just going to cut all this stuff out. And we'll just assume the first one starts now. And it'll be the video. So it's the full-size run. He's doing the uh, $4,000 tailor suit. Okay, and then we'll get into it now. Moses. So yeah, full-size run... um, did a uh, a clip with Marcus Jordan and they uh, they that's that's uh, his son uh, the son of Michael Jordan talking about his father uh, gets his suit tailored as you could see that's no suit it looks horrific but it's it's tailored what do you th- what do you think about it is it uh, is it something you you're good with and you think Jordan feels Jordan deserves a tailor uh, if this is what he's coming up with is this a, is a draft it or drop it. I think that is tailored. <laughs> no, it is tailored. It is tailored. But it's to say it that should he loose. still be should he still be allowed to do it? Should the public uh, intervene and tell Michael, I think this is not working out for you. 
Because to pay someone that much money and to get that result, is that draftable or is that is that something you draw? Oh no, no, you you drop it. You drop <laughs> it. Drop it. Like it. Potato. You do not touch. <laughs> touch. I will say this. Yeah. Okay, I remember when I was a kid. It was at um, I think it was when I was thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been twelve or thirteen. It was uh, my birthday, and I got a gift, and it was a sports almanac. So like our basketball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And it talks about the list of like all the players, their scatter reports, strengths, weaknesses. So I'm like, okay, I'm flipping through seeing like, you know, the positives, negatives of a player, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, you know what, what's MJ's? So I decided to scroll and I flipped to Michael Jordan's page and his strengths, right? Like it, it it was a long list of just what this man can do in, in just straight up awesomeness. Yeah. Weaknesses hitting off-speed pitches, like nothing basketball related. <laughs> like the dude was amazing. That to me was how awesome he was. Oh, he's an his clothing, player. however, that oh. was his weakness. I think out, outside of not hitting or being able to hit a breaking ball, I think the way he dressed in his jeans and everything else, that gets a hard no, you hard drop no. that. Hard no. It's been a running oh. joke for the, the longest time. Uh, I think a lot of pundits and I, I think just amateur I think just anyone in general who's been privy to, you know, Michael Jordan's dress sense can't understand the fact that he's created a shoe line and and then conversely a whole, you know, clothing brand that's based off of an urban style that people are into, that's always trimmed. That's always like it looks well, but it fitting. hasn't. But it hasn't gone well with the but times. Like it's the one thing, you're like, yeah, like the things actually, you know, gradually get modernized, right? Of so course. the clothes are a little bit more slim fitting and everything else. You don't wear it. I think even uh, Michael. Like I remember, yeah, no, I, don't a, know. I think it was from that same uh, same show. You had Trinidad James talking to Quavo, and there was they were doing something like the same type of scenario with oh, yeah. a with a guy who was wearing a Jordan jumper and they're like, yeah, no, you sell that. Like that's, that's not, that's no, you do not like that's, that's way back in the day. Don't, don't do it. And I think, um, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things. I, he just loves, and you heard, I think in that same show that I was, your, you grabbed the clip. I remember watching it and you know, Michael Jordan's kid was like, you know what? He likes comfort. He, like just, comf- he, likes you know, he comfort. loves comfort. What are you going to, what are you going to do? You, you, gotta, well, you can have comfort, but still look, you know, still look good. Decent. I, I'm gonna, that's, I, that's me as a pass. Man. Yeah. I'm pretty I'm sure done. his legs aren't that big. Like, <laughs> I know he must yeah, be he's swimming. Like, I want to, have you seen that meme? There's a meme where he's like, you know what? I want, um, you know, so I asked the guy <laughs> to make my jeans like this, but wider, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. Like, what? I need I need girth, man. I need girth. Yeah. That's what yeah, the kids are into. Funny. Okay, so no, we're dropping that one. And then uh, the second one over here. Boom. We got, sadly, Mr. Uh, th- this is Steve Underwood's facial hair. And Mr. Steve Underwood is the uh, was the president of operations uh, for the uh, Tennessee Titans, the NFL team. Um, Moses... I wonder if you could tell me the most interesting thing about this picture right now. Uh, I think the thing that's grabbing everyone's attention. As a man with facial hair, <laughs> I kind of, I don't even know what to make of that. Yeah. No. Part of me is impressed. I just don't like, it's one of, it's. Yeah. No, one of man, those things. It's hard to like really put into words. Like, oh, for sure. Oh, where does the sure. mouth begin? Like, where does the mouth like, begin? Yeah. yeah. Does he have one? It's just yeah. It's just all, all but, that all that facial hair. Like yeah. No trim. So the story behind it is that like, uh, has, did this guy just not hit a barber because of the situation? His hair is cut. You know. What I mean, he's he's been taking the corona the coronavirus thing yeah, very just letting seriously. Letting it go. Letting it go. He's like, listen, until we can all get back to work, I'm not letting. I'm not getting back to work on this this beard. Uh, this <laughs> whatever this is. Is I'm letting it hang loose, baby. Uh, yeah, but uh, so what do you think, yeah. Moses? Well, the headline says it. Yeah. <laughs> the Clearly. last day. The yeah. last day. So is this uh, the last day? You know, we only found about it. Damn. Draft it or drop it. You know what? It was a shock yeah. to the system. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm drafting that thing, man. Let's go, man. I, I got to draft it. Like, that is very impressive. I just want to know, like, what happens like when he starts talking? Do you not see the mouth? Like is it just all hair there? Like what is 
it's just uh, there's so many questions oh man so, so, many, questions. so many questions, <laughs> so many questions. i want to know what's going on i like it though i'm going i'm drafting oh, it and, great. you know as a guy with facial hair you can appreciate it yeah oh yeah hopefully so yeah i can appreciate it you can't yeah no okay hopefully you guys like that uh that was just a little bit of taste uh we're gonna try a few more and like keep going with this uh I'll definitely i'll have a few more next week um as we keep going and It'll be a bigger segment, I would imagine, after the Lost Dance, because, you know, the Lost Dance has taken up the majority of everyone's podcasting time right now. You know, it's Michael, Michael, Michael. I'm not saying I hate it. You can't go wrong. Like, this is, I think this is just, hey, I'm, I'm a big believer. This is just reaffirming the GOAT status of Michael GOAT Jordan. status, completely. Everything and you look at, from the clothes. Yeah. LeBron can't do anything now. <laughs> so, nope. he's, you know, he's trying to, like, say, hey, um... Just, he's got his foot down there, Michael Jordan. And yeah, he's just, oh, for he's sure. Like, he's like, yeah, LeBron, no, no, stay down there. No, you can not, be number two, but you're not You're allowed to be. You're allowed to be number two. But, yeah. and, I, and I do think uh, the biggest thing from that is uh, I don't, Michael doesn't like that people think that someone's better than him. So, you know, that the, the, he respects LeBron. I'm, tell, I'm sure he respects oh, yeah. LeBron. But he's like, LeBron's not better than me. LeBron James is Look what not... he did when he laughed up. He laughed at Gary Payton. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the defensive player of the year at that time. The defensive player of the year. This man was busting asses the whole season long. <clears throat> Steals on the regular. You, Gary Payton's hands are massive. Yeah, they call him the glove for a reason. The I gloves. Mean, he's a hell of a player. And this man just he cackled. Cackled. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. You uh, you have to res- you have to respect you know uh, Michael Jordan for everything. The guy's got you know a temperament on another level, and I think there's uh, not too much more we can say on that. Um, if that Moses, is there anything else you want to add before we get off? Yeah, I'm excited to see what episodes in nine and ten are about. Yeah. I think this has been a great documentary thus far that continues to outperform the last, which yeah. is really remarkable because sometimes you'll have lulls in, in some of these shows, um, even if it's just a straight up documentary, like from, you know, from zero to ninety minutes, yeah. right? So there's going to be a lull in there. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't Found seen it. I've been on the edge of my seat, and it's kudos to the kudos. the director and of course, you know, and hey, you know what? I know Michael Jordan gave the AOK when it t- talked about releasing all the footage a couple of years ago. Yes. Such a good But idea. I'm glad he did. Yes. And I think we got to see a glimpse of some things that we were not all privy to. Yeah. And that would have been st- that would have been the NBA archives forever collecting dust. Now yeah. we have something here that really, like I said before, and I think I said it even in the last episode um, of our podcast, Beyond the Bleachers. Mm-hmm that this is all going to cement his status as the GOAT. Oh, yeah, for sure. I stick with that. He's oh, yeah. still my number for one sure. and will continue to be. Oh, yeah. Do you know, uh, there's uh, people uh, at ESPN that confirmed that um, after the uh, after LeBron came back and beat Golden State Warriors, that's when he asked to have the footage um Code. Yeah, it was during their celebration during when they the when they were celebrating so, their uh, yeah so, during the parade. It was so, during the yeah, it was during their uh, championship parade. So Michael and like, Jordan said, yeah, "Release the viz." <laughs> he and, said, uh, "He said, man, let me tell you something, man. These boys think, come, man, you know, hey, <laughs> Scott, hey, <laughs> you know, get Paxton in here, yo, hey, they talking like they, man." Shit, chaos. Yeah, get Adam Silver on the phone. Yeah, get We're Adam, doing this. Get now. Adam Silver on the phone. We are doing this. I'm yeah, so go happy. down to the NBA headquarters basement. You know, think about brush they, off that you know eight millimeter film or what you know just. But think about that. Think about the fact that they just, got just dust off the tapes and let's do this. Think about the fact that they got so many good interviews before that they got they got David Stern. You know, like yep. R.I.P. David Stern, R.I.P. Kobe, like. The fact that it's so, I feel like there's not much more um, you could add to, to it. So, like, suffice to say, like when you're talking at least about the season, of course, there's there's probably tons that got left on the cutting room floor. But 
Oh yeah, hell of a documentary so far. And I think we didn't even have time to talk about Horace Grant and the fact that oh, Michael Jordan's not eating any food again. <laughs> Horace, ah, Horace Grant. It's because of the goggles, man. That's that's my take <laughs> on it. You didn't need the goggles, you know. You could have just taken contacts or something, but okay, whatever, bro. That's how you want to play. Sure, hey, it's it's your image. It's your image too. It's your image, but it's like, come on, man. <laughs> like there's a little much but he no still a killer still a killer Horace Grant still a killer hey you four know? NBA titles he, four you NBA know, titles he, I think he played 17 seasons so yeah. you know he had a good long career man you can't knock good it good long career yeah so, I agree uh, you know, he's a legend he's a legend absolutely imagine if he did win a championship with Orlando though. that would have actually changed his life too I think that would have shown that He's more than just, um, you know, the guy who can't get fed on the the plane. Yeah. And instead, he's a guy, you know. Poor game. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. But that was never meant to be. So now he still stands to that. But anyway, thanks, everybody, for listening <laughs> to this week's Beyond the Bleachers podcast. Like before, uh, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on Apple uh, podcasts on Spotify. You can find us on Google Play. Um, wherever you get your podcasts, um, we are also on YouTube, of course. YouTube clips. So Beyond the Bleachers podcast on YouTube. We are on Facebook as well, Beyond the Bleachers, um, and on Instagram. Hit us up if you want to get at us here. Moses, is there anything else that you wanted to add? Nah, man. I'm excited for to see how episodes nine and ten turn out, and talk about that next week. All right, excited for next week. So am I. Thanks everybody for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Bye bye. This podcast is a Collab House production.